The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke, chapter 12, beginning at the 49th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptised, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? Thus, when you go for your accuser before, thus, when you go with your accuser before a magistrate, on the way, make an effort to settle the case, or you may be dragged before the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer throw you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Loving God, may the words that come from my mouth make sense because they are inspired by your Holy Spirit. And God help me with this passage. Amen. Well, imagine that you've had a rough day and you pick up your Bible and you do that old flick and pick technique to try and find something that's going to make you feel better. And you land on the passage that Helen has just read for us today. What if you're a new Christian, someone struggling with their faith, someone exploring their faith, or someone who's come back to church after a long time away, and the first passage that you hear is fire, division, father against son, mother against daughter, you hypocrites. You're likely to close your Bible and walk straight out of church, aren't you? Now imagine that you're a preacher who's trying to encourage their church on their 25th birthday. Oh, I really did not want to preach on this passage this morning. But in my preparation, I heard one commentator say that if you actually want to preach on this passage, you'll probably preach it wrong. Interesting one to think about. And the more that I reflected, read, listened and prayed about this passage, the more that I actually came to understand how perfect this passage would be for our 
series Momentum, Moving with Grace. And it's also perfect to reflect on as we celebrate our 25th birthday in this location. So please keep your Bibles open and please don't rush out the door just yet. These are hard words from Jesus. But I think perhaps the most puzzling statement to wrap our heads around is what he says about peace. Jesus says, Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. I tell you, but rather division. Didn't Jesus come to be our Prince of Peace and to bring peace? Wasn't Jesus the saviour of Zachariah's prophecy who would guide our feet in the way of peace? Didn't he bless the sick that he healed with peace? Didn't he teach his followers, to bring greetings of peace as they travelled. Is this the same gospel? We want to see Jesus as a friend, encouraging, helping, understanding, compassionate and forgiving. And we want our church to be a community that's safe, secure, comfortable and supportive. But sometimes we need Jesus to be something different. And we need church to be something different as well. We need Jesus to confront and convict us, to speak truth into awkward situations, to challenge our behaviour, to reveal the things about ourselves that we don't particularly like. And sometimes we need our church to hold us accountable, to remind us of our priorities and to pull us up when we're going the wrong way. So I wonder if we could think about starting to come to church, not with a motivation that it'll make us feel good, or that we might get something out of it, but what if we came to church to consider a new possibility? that we can move to a different place. A different place from where we are right now. This may not be the touchy-feely, forgivey Jesus that we hear in today's Bible reading, but it is the Jesus who longs to move us to a different place. When you think about it, the truth and the reality is that we can't look back over the glory years of our lives, our Christian experience, or even this church's best season over the last 25 years, and go back to where we once were. It's just not possible. We also can't press pause and stay exactly where we are in this moment, cocooning ourselves from the world's troubles, changes and chances. The only option that we actually have is to move forward. And so these next few weeks, 
are about trying to understand how we can do that with grace and with momentum, allowing Jesus to lead us to a different place. Out of context, some have used today's Bible passage to advocate for a just war or to validate a particular conflict. Others have used this passage to justify division between those who believe and those who don't believe. Some have used this passage as a reason to separate people who are different or just to justify their strong opinion. So what is the context of today's gospel? At this point in the story, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where the conflicts that he's been experiencing will all come to a head and boil over with a plot to kill him. And just at this moment, Jesus feels the weight and the pressure of what is to come. He uses, in his description of how Jesus feels, in Luke's Gospel, a word that we're very familiar with, stress. I don't know how you feel about, I don't imagine Jesus getting stressed. He just cruises along and makes people better and saves the world, doesn't he? But Luke says, no, there's stress. Jesus felt all the emotions that we feel. So, When you think about it, it doesn't surprise. The term stress comes from the Greek verb syneko. And it has a meaning of trying to hold something together, holding it tightly, squeezing or pressing in on. And stress is most certainly one of the buzzwords of our time. So do you think that Jesus, who was stressed by what was happening at that moment, and what was about to come might have something to say to a stressed world today. We're not facing crucifixion, but many of us are carrying crosses, facing illness, loss, loneliness, or significant conflict. But know that Jesus has been there. when we're feeling pulled beyond what we can endure, know that Jesus knows exactly how we feel. Luke writes, we can guess about 40 years after all of this has happened. And like the other gospel writers, he shapes his gospel to address the situations and questions of his particular community. So we can guess with a good degree of confidence that the division that Jesus was speaking of 40 years earlier has and is very real in Christian communities by the time Luke writes these words down. Today, there is still serious division within the church, not just across the different denominations, but also within denominations. It's just as well, Anglicans get along with each other, isn't it? 
We live in a world that's becoming increasingly polarised. I heard some interesting statistics last week that 70% of American parents would not want their child to marry someone who votes differently. Interesting, isn't it? It's becoming normal to, be, to get outraged when someone disagrees with us. But this way that we see the world dividing is not the division that Jesus speaks of because it's humanity dividing humanity out of humanity's interest. Throughout the Gospels, and particularly in Luke's Gospel, Jesus is announcing a new way, a new community that he calls the kingdom of God. You want to know what Jesus talks about about the most in the Gospels? It's this thing, kingdom of God. Governed not by might or power, but where all in need are cared for, where forgiveness is the norm, where the poor are privileged, where wealth is shared rather than hoarded, and where the weak and the lonely are honoured. You see, Jesus' intense desire is not division. His intense desire is for the kingdom of God to come here on earth. But Jesus knows that for the world to change, it won't be simple. And how does he know this? He knows this because he knows us. And he knows that our idea of peace is often to smooth things over, to gloss over and to avoid addressing the hard questions and dealing with the big issues. But that's not the type of peace that Jesus leaves us. Leaving things unattended or unresolved does not bring lasting peace. And there are things in this world that need to be broken. Things that need to be broken. And sometimes we actually ourselves need to be broken so we can allow for healing to take place. Addictions need to be broken. Injustice needs to be broken. Behaviours of domestic violence, bullying, sexual harassment, racism, these all need to be broken. Jesus is rightly critical of, of the religious at that time who were in the crowd, who can predict what's going to happen with the weather, but they can't interpret what's going on around them. They can't see what is right in front of them. Not only that the Messiah is there, but that the world needs radical change. Part of the ongoing prophetic role of the church is to understand what's going on in our world and where change is required to bring that change. That's the job of the church. And when you think about it, it's not that hard to recognise when we look around our crazy mixed up world today that there is still a sense of urgency about the church's mission. 
we still need more change. Jesus' love was disruptive to the hard-hearted world 2,000 years ago. Perhaps what needs to be broken as well is our hard-hearted hearts today. The very first Prime Minister that I remember growing up was Malcolm Fraser. He came to power when I was three and he was voted out when I was 11. And he's known for a particular saying, which some of you may remember. Life wasn't meant to be easy. And this is the life wasn't meant to be easy part of Luke's gospel. Jesus is saying that he stands, that what he stands for is not going to be easy. It will cause conflict with those closest to us. Jesus stands for justice, for prioritizing the weak and the outcast. Jesus stands for profound personal change. And do you know what? Not everyone is going to like that. If we stand with Jesus and stand for what Jesus stood for, then people will stand against us. And this is the division that Jesus talks of. There will be fire and there will be stress. Jesus knows this because as he's telling this to the crowd, he's actually foretelling his own suffering and death for this very cause. The life of a disciple of Christ was never promised to be a comfortable one. So if we're feeling reasonably comfortable in our church today, the air conditioning's been on all morning, then we might actually be doing church the wrong way. If Malcolm can say life wasn't meant to be easy, I can say church wasn't meant to be comfortable. It's all right, I'm not going to start not turning the air conditioning on before the service. It's not that kind of physical discomfort. It's a discomfort that starts to answer the questions of our life differently. So when the question comes up, I could never do that, could I? we actually start to answer it with, a, with the answer, well, because God has called me, I'll give it a go. Or if we question, I couldn't contribute that much, could I? Instead, we might answer, well, God has gifted me with many gifts. And if I don't put those gifts into action, then our church is not complete. Or maybe my favourite question. Shouldn't somebody fix that? The answer is not Stuart, really. The answer is, God has revealed this situation to me. And so I'm convicted to do something about it. The answer is actually Stuart. But also you guys as well. (laughs) Luke chapter 12, verse 53, the bit about, the hard bit about the division within family units is actually a quote from the prophet Micah. 
chapter 7, verse 6. And in this passage, Micah warns of an imminent disaster and that the only way forward for the people of Israel is a complete trust in God. When we're in the midst of fire, stress and division, our only response is complete trust, to have faith and to move forward with grace. Malcolm Fraser actually paraphrased a line from a George Bernard Shaw play called Back to Methuselah. And the full quote, talk about taking things out of context, is a little bit different. The full quote is, Life is not meant to be easy, my child, but take courage. It can be delightful. We can find peace. We can find warmth. And we can find a richness that a relationship with Jesus brings. But we also need to allow Jesus to be what we need him to be in our own lives and in our world. And in doing that, we're responding to his call for us to stand with him, to love the way that he loved, to love who he loved, to care the way that he cared, to challenge the way that he challenged, knowing that he understands that it will be hard and uncomfortable. But take courage. It can be delightful to see the kingdom of God come here on earth as in heaven. There is no greater delight than that. Today, we don't hear comfortable words. Today, we're challenged by a gospel that at its very core rattles all that we hold as being safe, secure, and comfortable. It's a gospel that stares us in the face and challenges us with what are we really doing to bring the kingdom of God to life here on earth as in heaven. It's a gospel that shares the pressures we feel but wants to move us forward from that point, from a point of pressure to a point of action into a different place than where we are now. I pray that we'll find delight in the transformation of the coming kingdom. And we'll find delight in a saviour who loves us so much that he can tell us the truth about ourselves, our world, and what needs to change. Amen.